Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast coming to you uh, after the Liverpool game with Leicester where we just basically steamrolled them 4-0, um, second in the league, no problem. Uh, to discuss this wonderful result and, and, and wonderful, wonderful performance, I have first up in Berlin, Neil Patterson, Chief. Happy man. Absolutely, yeah. It's been a been a very Merry Christmas. and obviously well, should, I mean, should maybe add that we're just watching this after City have capitulated 2-0 lead to lose 3-2 and it's fucking over. That's it. That's, that's absolutely it. So a couple of nice late Christmas presents, both from the Reds and from, from Wolves. This evening, uh, as we were recording, but yeah, brilliant. I mean, Liverpool what fourteen and thirteen points top, top, or clear at the top of the league respectively, and it's a joy to be alive. And what a marvelous, what a marvelous Christmas it's been. I know, and our, our, our Jay on this podcast, I laughed at him whenever he said it'd be fifteen points clear by the year, potentially seventeen. Jesus, what a time to be alive! Second up, we have Dave Dunning of Belfast. Similarly uh, excited, Dave. Ah, it's just tremendous, isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> tremendous. There's not a cloud in the sky, my man. No, there really isn't. You know that that the the, the city game. It just made me laugh more than anything else. I wasn't jumping up and up and down with joy because you know city have had these results in them all season, and if it wasn't going to be this week, it was going to be next week. But still, just on a high from from that unbelievable demonstration of football mastery last night. Yes, as opposed to Raheem's efforts at a penalty tonight. No, but Dave, you're spot on. That that to me was, you know, I've said it to both of you pre-pod, I sat back last night and I thoroughly enjoyed watching Liverpool in a way that I haven't for years. Um, from minute one, we knew what we were doing. From minute one, we knew what Liverpool had arrived. And in and, and that mood, like Leicester were never going to deal with us, Neil. They didn't, you know, the, the scoreline flattered them at 1-0 for a long period of the game, but eventually, once the once the floodgates opened, um, they didn't half open. But it was, it was common, you know, I think yourself, you said pre-pod, 6-0 wouldn't, it, wouldn't have been an, uh, a scoreline that, that, that raised eyebrows, and it really wouldn't have. We were magnificent. Yeah, 100%. I mean, pick a number, really. I mean, 6, 7, 8, it could have been. Um as we said before we started there, two we could have been two up in, in, in less than five minutes. Um Manny just just kind of flicks at one which he really should should do better with. But um obviously, you know, you're not gonna quibble. The the performance was was consummate. Uh, I think they were able to kid themselves on a bit that they were in the game at one nil and there were even a few moans and whinges, notably from Casper Michael about the about the penalty award. Um, clear penalty, but um, Liverpool were dominant. They were rampant, in fact, and I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a statement performance. Um, this is the better, uh, the the second best team in the league on paper still tonight. People will say Manchester City are maybe, but but the league table isn't lying at the moment. And City, have, as we mentioned, have uh, have lost again tonight and failed to take the opportunity to go back into second place. Um, and as we said before, um, we mentioned before as well. Uh, large over the over the course of the two over the course of the two games. Thanks, Dave Dunning. Only only one shot on 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 uh, target from Leicester. So um, you know the difference uh, the difference between the two teams was 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 very very evident. It was evident in both games, although the scoreline reflected it more so last night. And when it went two nil. Leicester just, you know, they 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 were done. Their doors were busted, and it very quickly became three and four. We missed chances after that as well, and we of course missed chances before that. We missed a, a lot of chances at one nil. Um, Neil, if if we were as clinical in the first ten fifteen minutes of a game as we are in the end of a game, it would be a scary proposition. It would. It, it's almost like us in reverse. We seem to be a little more clinical uh, at the beginning of games in the past under Klopp, perhaps. Uh, maybe the thing is now that we were very, very confident that we're going to get more and more chances. And the odd time that can be an Achilles heel, but generally it turns out to be true and, and we end up converting. But you're absolutely right. We could be putting teams to bed within 15, 20 minutes if we were finishing chances uh, that we, we we were creating early on. But I think um, it was a six minute blitz, I think, was was the three goals came in. Um, when it, when you, once, once the floodgates opened, we blitzed them in six minutes and, and just, it, just destroyed them. 
destroyed them completely. I think the statistics show. I think the statistics show that we tend to score most of our goals in the last fifteen minutes of each half, and I can only assume that that is just because we we physically and mentally grind teams down. Yeah, we've knackered them. We've given them too many problems to solve, and by that point, they we've pulled them out of shape. They're tiring as as the half comes to an end, and you know we're very predatory in in those situations. And um, clinical, we can be clinical. We were clinical yesterday, although I mean, no side scores all the chances it creates. I mean, the odd time in a game, you're very, very economical, and you know you convert all your chances and whatever. Doesn't happen that often, so you know we we, we converted a good few. Uh, but we, really, the story of the game was was Liverpool's dominance, and Liverpool's dominance now at the top of the table, at the top of the league. At the moment, it is a one horse race. So. Um, We've never got carried away in this podcast before. We've always had realism and our feet in the ground. But, you know, after that tonight, for, for me, it's over. And, Dave, you know, look, we we saw Bobby Firmino score two goals, uh, two two very good goals. And the man, you know, scores two goals and can't get the man of the match performance because our fullback is just too feckin' good. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold yesterday, a masterclass. A goal to, ca- to, to cap it off as well. The vision... The ability, there's just there, there, there's just not enough words to describe this kid and the age of him as well, Dave. Like honestly, what a player! Absolutely phenomenal. He's a he's a phenomenon. I don't know what do you say about him. He's got to the point now where you're talking about him as the best right back in the world. He's 21 years of age, and there's still this. Not even right back, Dave. It's 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 what he's bringing to that position. Places him above, like you know, I've seen seen tables and stats of, of of leagues around the world. He's above everyone in assists and creativity. Above everyone at fullback. So you know, to say he's a fullback, I don't know. I think he's much, much, much more than that. Oh, yeah, he absolutely is, and we've seen this. We've seen similar sort of numbers on on the other side with Robertson because that's the way the team's set up and. The midfield gets gets some grief at times for not chipping in with goals, assists, and blah blah blah. But what they're there to do is they're there to they're there to facilitate allowing them to um, influence the game and and be the creative force um, behind that team. And it's no coincidence to me that I think the midfield three were absolutely superb, and it provided an outstanding platform for those two just to go and do their thing. I think you know Rogers and his probably his arrogance or overconfidence or whatever decided he was going to try and use Madison to exploit that kind of little pocket of space inside Trent and to the, you know, inside and kind of on the left-hand side of the pitch um, to try and work in behind him. But the problem is we're just too dominant and those kind of attacks, we never allow... First day of the well, world getting it. the ball. Well, we never allowed them to get... We never allowed, to, we, we never allowed them to... To get the ball to Madison or to Vardy or to Barnes, um, and Trent, we've created this this situation where we allow him space um, to go and to go and impose himself on a game, um, and with Salah playing as high as he does, that also helps. You know, pushing the full back. Chilwell didn't know what to do. Chilwell didn't know whether to come inside with Salah, whether to go back with Trent. Madison was nowhere to be seen, and it's like what's an what's imperial play, but better, you know. And what he also allows us to do is, is is what I feel is certainly you know one of the key the key identities of this team is that huge switch of play where we just stretch teams back and forth. We did it so many times as well. But on Trent, it's it's getting silly now. It's getting silly. His quality of delivery. Um, his goal was absolutely sumptuous. It's such a pure strike of the football, which is through just absolute perfect timing. Um, and we've seen him do that before. It's goals from fullbacks, and I love goals from fullbacks. I love goals from our fullbacks. And yeah, and you can see how much he wanted. You can see his desire. He's absolutely killing himself to get up with money because he can see that space. He can see there narrow. He can see a huge space and on the flank and he's just he's like I'm getting there I'm getting there and I'm being an option and if the ball's right I'll strike it if it's not right I'll take a touch and I'll cross it um, and he just absolutely buries it but it's 
there's loads of there's loads of brilliant performances in that team. You know, we can go through them all. Gomez, outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Henderson, absolutely imperious in the middle of the park, unbelievable. For me, going for even even when when Vardy was a, a judge offside. Van Dijk wouldn't let him pass. Van Dijk just I, to, did you see that challenge? I thought it, I thought it epitomised everything about us. Yeah, one of the rare times where Van Dijk actually slide tackles, and I think now I've got to the point where he does it to kind of he does it just to impose himself on any particular player, not because he necessarily has to, but because he wants to, and he deems it necessary just to put said player back in their place and back in their that, That's what I mean. He knew, he knew Vardy was offside, but he went through with it. And, and I mm-hmm. just love that. This team's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. Well, Absolutely. And it's not, it's, you know, it's not showing any signs of letting up. We were just discussing, you know, that perhaps it's not getting the, hasn't been getting the recognition that, that it deserves. But, you know, it's one, one defeat in 57 league games now. And, we are, we're witnessing, you know, we're witnessing history being made at the, at this point. I mean, if it continues how it is, obviously everybody got uh, very um, rightly pre city rightly got loads of praise when they broke a hundred points for the first time under Guardiola and um, and uh, kind of ran away with the league a couple of seasons ago. And you know, last season, of course, they they produced a great effort again to pep us, but. A little bit of what, what kind of went unnoticed last year was that we were there kind of challenging all the way and, and we're very, very unlucky um, not to not to pick up any forgetting 97 points. And I think that I think the perceived wisdom was that we were gonna drop away. Liverpool couldn't couldn't possibly um, reproduce the same that we'd kind of overperformed and that uh, City being the best team that the Premier League had ever seen and was ever likely to see would, would go on to another level with the money that they had and the backing that they have and so on and, and that simply hasn't been the case Liverpool have, have gone up not just, to be honest with you on that performance tonight City looked like a team that could do with a billion invested in them and that's that's frightening to think well City have gone there's gaps all over that side City have there's gone gaps all over City's side that's yeah. true they've gone backwards because of these you know we're talking we're not as good as we are without City that's that's true, but City are not dr- losing games like that. Signs that we see Liverpool have reacted to City and have yeah, raised the bar. City have, City have faltered in their challenge to to, to match us now. Possibly, whereas whereas City have, have not been able to to face the challenge. Ultimately, they just pipped us last season. So close, it could have gone the other way so many times in so many games. We've talked about like the millimeters and, and all the rest of it. But we saw we saw Pep Guardiola park the bus on seventy minutes tonight. I've never seen anything like. I never thought I would live to see the day. <laughs> like but, I mean, immense. They played with, with with ten men for seventy five minutes. But the point is, they they were in trouble before that. They're in trouble when Ederson gets sent off in the first place. They're lucky to get that penalty. For me, it's not a penalty. They're also lucky to get the retake because for me, if that goes in the first time, they wouldn't have called the retake. And Re- you know, you know how it is. The encroachment was minimal, minimal. Um, so again, they, they get their luck. They get two 0 up, and and then they get picked off. But they put themselves in that position by being by being weak, by being poor at the back. It's a simple straight ball, and Jota gets in. But I don't want to be too much about City. But in the way that we've responded positively to to them raising the bar, we've 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 raised them. We've seen their point total and at the moment it looks like we're going to raise them significantly and they have not been able to respond so we shall see but uh, I, I just think the evolution of this team is is frightening what Klopp managed to do in three seasons is is incredible you look at you look at that 6-0 six, six against Stoke 6-1 whatever it was that horrible embarrassment you look at 3-1 against Palace the beginning of that season where we're drawing games left right and centre and then you go from the uh, Coca Cola or the Carling Cup run, whatever it was at that time, it wasn't Carabao. I can't remember what it was then. When we, we go to the final and we get pipped, we go to the final of Europa League, we get pipped, we go to the final of the Champions League, we get pipped, and we win the Champions League, we get pipped in the Premier League. Now it looks like we're going to run away with the Premier League. And the progression, the mentality, the the quality, the belief, it's no, we're not a machine. You know, we're relentless. We're 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 as good. No, without question, as 
Guardiola City team have been. So if you're talking about them being the best Premier League side there's ever been, Liverpool are up there neck and neck, absolutely. And if we continue at this rate, we're going to be better than them. And it has to be talked about in the same way, and it should be. Dave, I I think, coming to you, you you know, look... For me, at the moment, we, there's quite a quite a number of of, of key personnel injured, or uh, from from last season. You know, we, we see Fabinho out at the moment. We see the Ox out at the moment. Um, you know, amongst others, uh, Joel Matip, uh, Lovren, well, whatever. But you know, what I mean, senior members of the squad out, and, and nobody's talking about this. But it doesn't seem to matter who Jurgen Klopp puts in there. Like Naby Keita has come on and, and you know, he wasn't absolutely fantastically outstanding, but he was very good yesterday. He played very well in that midfield. When Aldam, you know what you're going to get. Anyone he seems to slot in. And this, I think, we're what we're looking at now is that they're a group of winners and you can slot. And, and you know, I'm thinking maybe with a Minamino in mind here, you can slot into a group of winners seamlessly. And, you know, we've seen it. Origi looks a different proposition. My God, Origi looks like a fucking giant amongst uh, amongst boys when he comes on the pitch at the, at the moment. Um, you know, and it's just, it's the mentality in this side. And it doesn't matter what the personnel, what personnel he puts out. But how is this possible, Dave? Because, you know, the the journalists and the media all said our squad wasn't, wasn't deep enough and it didn't have the strength of Manchester City's and... And Everton and, and Arsenal won the transfer window, and Liverpool should have, you know, we should have we should have signed players, and we should have, you know, you know, uh, signed from a position of strength, as they say. But it's all bullshit, isn't it? Because the bottom line is, there's players on that side that are fucking vastly underrated, vastly underrated, and we've seen the length of time that it takes players to bed into this side, and you can you can. You know, you can name them all, you know, Chamberlain, Robertson, Fabinho, all these boys that are integral parts of this machine. And all those boys that don't play can slot in because of what they're doing in training, because of the intensity, the competition, the camaraderie, the the team spirit, etc., 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 and all the cliches that you want. But these cliches are cliches for a reason because it's all... They're all real. They're all things that matter. And we've all the options in the world. And when you've Jordan Henderson slotting in day six, they're being absolutely magnificent. Um, Kaida comes in. Kaida's performance is, it's interesting for me. It's a, I, I think this is an interesting debate. I know what you think, Dave, but Kaida was very, he's very Wijnaldum. I thought his performance was very Wijnaldum. He's breaking up play. He's too clever with his little passes and, and linking the play and making the space for the full back. Um, you know, he's going on little mazy runs and 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 getting us getting us out and beating the press with with his ability to beat men. And you know, he nearly gets in once to score. He just has a little bit of a heavy touch, but you know, it's not it's not box to box. It's not it's not the Nabi Kaida that we saw at Leipzig. The Leipzig, in, yeah, the Leipzig yeah, model. You know. Is he has he got to the point now, or, or and maybe is this is are we going to see him as more of a kind of Wijnaldum style player doing all those little brilliant bits in the middle of the park that just make everything else work? Dave, I think what you what you saw and what the comparison that you're bringing up with Wijnaldum there is is just his ability from a standing start to just fucking bamboozle people and just leave them scratching their head. You know where did he go? And that's that's a very Wijnaldum thing over the last couple of seasons. The thing I love about him that 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 drag back he did in the Barcelona game still I just think that's pure class. But few little instances of that sort of sneaking into Dakita's uh, games in, in in the last sort of two three games that he's been been playing. And look, game time, he's Dave. We're not sitting here. I think the really good part about it is no, there's no complaints about him. There's nothing negative you can pick about the performance. He's had better performances than he had yesterday. But well, this the is the thing, Dave, and this is my point. It's, it's, you, I we're, think still on the up, was, we're, we're still on the upward I, spiral. I think yesterday he was absolutely excellent. And I think, again, that's with me viewing him doing all those... That's me viewing him as Jamie having a brilliant game and doing all those Jamie things. Not not being that player that we all had in our minds when we signed him. You know, I know he's been here an awful long time, Dave, and this is the thing, but he's still in really an infancy of his career at Liverpool as a player on the pitch. 
you know, he's been he's been the unluckiest kid in the world with injuries. Every time he seems to get half going, he fell down. And at the moment, he looks, you know, for the first time, I think he looks perfectly fit. He looks 100% ready to, to play for us. And also the time elapsed in that group, in that culture, in that ethos, you know, it shouldn't be, as I think we said this in the last part, it shouldn't be a surprise to us that, 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 that he's that tuned in with Salah and, and, and how well he can and work around the players that he's playing with on the pitch. And, you know, I, I think it's a matter of confidence. And with each game, we see a more confidence, Naby, uh, or more confident Naby Keita. And I, I see it as an upward spiral. And I think it's a bit to go yet, Dave. I don't think we're anywhere near there yet. Um, you know, we talk about the same about Trent. You know, what's the ceiling? Jesus Christ, it's, it's, it's frightening to think. Trent ceiling is mad. I mean, people, you, you mentioned at the beginning, um, talking about playing as a right back and he's not really a right back and, and, and so on. And you're absolutely right. He's not a right back in terms of position he takes up on the pitch, but obviously normally he is. And he's, he still has to fill in and do his defensive bit. But for his age, for him, the sky's the limit. I mean, he seems, he seems strong as well. He seems robust. He's touch wood, he's, he's not had any real injuries since he's come through. Um, and he seems to to have it all really. Um, he, he can read the game. He's got he's he's no slouch. I mean, he's not the quickest, but he's no slouch at all. He's got good pace. We know, but the quality of his delivery. We know how switched on he is, how game intelligent he is. Plus, he's learning. He's coming through. He's training in this environment with the players that he is, and the management team that he has uh, to work with, and so on. So, I mean, that's going to be absolutely brilliant for him. And he, he couldn't be in a better place at this stage of his career. And I think for him, his his potential is, is limitless at, at this stage. I mean, he could go on to be potentially England's best player for, for a decade if he, you know, continues to mature mature and progress in, in the way that he has. Nabi Kaida, I thought he played really, really well. Um, I think he, he was, as you say, Dave breaking up the play brilliantly. I mean, he, he did a lot of that at Leipzig as well. Um, but he was first to everything yesterday. I mean, and and as you say, the close control in tight situations to beat the press to to get us out to get us on the attack, exceptional, really exceptional. And I think he comes off on sixty eight with with Salah, and he's he's run himself into the ground. Um, and you're right, Dave Caron as well. Obviously, they've had plenty of time in training, even though he hasn't really been that that match fit for that long. I'm sure he's had he's had long enough in the surroundings now with the play, with 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 the other players and, and with the team and, and time to train and all the rest of it. And it's great that he does look fully fit, like 100% fit, strong, like you're not worried at the moment that he's going to pick up another injury and go out. And at every other stage that he's managed to break into the team so far, you have had that worry and and almost almost inevitably it has happened. Um, but it does seem that the way that they you know, really gave him the correct length of time. This time they didn't rush him back in any way. They, they seem to have allowed the injury, to, to this final injury, to really heal. And now he's, we're beginning to see what, what having him to call on as an option regularly brings and adds to the team. Because up, up until this point, as has been alluded to, we, we haven't really seen that. We've, I think the most he ever had was like six, seven games before getting injured. You know, it seems seems a while now that he's been back in the fold, and you know there seems to be no no qualms, no issues, no illnesses, no hints that he won't be available. So touch wood he, that can continue. He's and, starting uh, to look like a, he's starting to look like a Liverpool player, chief. Let's let's be honest. He's starting to really and 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 play like one and feel like one, and you know he's very 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 clever, isn't he? He's got he's got vision. He makes the the right runs. He's, he's like he put Salah through. He put Salah through for that chance with a fucking sumptuous ball. The one that he he takes the heavy touch around the he, keeper. He should score. Yeah, absolutely. He should score. Well, he should probably cross it after he takes the heavy touch. Um, yeah, Bobby's there and, and potentially Mane's there as well. I think. Yeah. Um, but he, but he he has that he has that in his locker and he's got the, uh, the vision <laughs> and the ability to, to execute the pass as well. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, I think there's a there's a lot to be said for for how much of an impact it has on a player's self confidence that they can take a look at a, a body of consecutive games and say, "I'm 
I'm really contributing to this team. I, I and it makes a player feel more part of that project because they are adding value to it. And Absolutely. and I think I think you can see that you know it all everything comes with time a little bit as well, and it seems. He seems much more settled, seems much more happy in himself, seems much more happy in his... Everything seems to be much more familiar to him now rather than at the beginning where it, it all seemed a little bit like fish out of water, you know, a lot of stories about... Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't really wasn't so long back. It was even last season we were discussing, you know, is he going to settle the language barrier, blah, blah, blah. But really, at the end of the day, you know, the real truth of the matter was it was just injury. And, and the fact that he hasn't, you know, the fact that he never got that consistent run of games... Was of his to his debt. That was the only detriment that there was to him. And now that we see that he has, like that's the third game on the bounce that he started. Um, and and you know we're just starting to see maybe the player getting his own personal confidence back that that he feels he belongs. And to be honest, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put uh, I wouldn't bet against him starting again against Wolves because he's taken off on sixty eight and. Uh, with the Jordan Henderson injury. Well, the, the Ox injury gives him a wonderful, wonderful... Well, the Fabinho and Ox injury gives him a wonderful window of opportunity. Absolutely. And if he can stay fit, he's going to get games. And, you know, it's very interesting that uh, Klopp picked him for this for this game. Obviously, the, the injured Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, perhaps narrowed the manager's options a little. But... Um, you know, as we've said, that's sort of the, the biggest biggest challengers, certainly going into the game and going to the King Power. A lot of a lot of pundits had, for some reason, tipped Leicester to, to actually beat us. And even one or two of our own fans were a little bit worried and, and so on. Uh, so to be put in for that game, uh, third game in a row, uh, just shows that you've got the complete trust of the manager. But Kaida's got a bit of everything. You know, we talked about his, his, his passing. We talked about his vision. Uh, we talked about his movement. He's also he's also got a great finish and and a powerful long range shot on him as well. Um, and he can tackle. He can press. He's tactically switched on. He's got a huge engine. Um, so really, Chief, Chief, see you see what you're saying there. What mm-hmm. you're saying there in in my head, and I'm, I don't know whether I'm just pushing this point because I've made a because I've made a like a commitment to it in my mind, but. Everything you're describing there is, is Wijnaldum. You're talking about a player who can play centre-half. You're talking about a player who can get in the end of things in the box, score from distance, play as a 10, you know, yeah. play as part of a front three. It's all those things, and he's doing all these little bits in the middle of the park as well. It is. It very much is. And he's, he's got a few years on Genie, you know. Uh, he's a wee bit younger, and he's, you know, a little bit, a little bit more clinical, perhaps a little bit. A little bit you'll get more, uh, more of a return in in terms of numbers from him. Uh, but yeah, an absolute all rounder who who's got all that, and as well, you can't get the ball off him. And strong as as an ox, you know, can shield the ball. Uh, you know, again, good feet in tight situations. Genie has it all, and and Kaida has it all, and you know. Given that we we pretty much know that Genie is the archetypal prototype, perfect club midfielder, doesn't there's no surprise that we're trying to we've tried to get another one or one that's very very similar. Those really are the only two midfielders that the club has signed in that position. You know, he's had Milner, he's had Henderson. They've both done, they've both played there, but club signed a fair a fair number of players. But they're the only two of that particular. Midfielder aside from Oxley at Chamberlain that that he signed to do those particular tasks and I don't think Dave I said this to you before before the pod started that that to me was the most balanced performance I've seen this team give probably ever honestly this club side it was it was perfect it was almost it was almost a perfect performance and I honestly think that. So much of that is down to that midfield three and the balance that midfield three brought. And then the other thing as well is having Gomez there. You know, we highlighted them in the last pod and maybe it was against lesser opposition all the same, but he was equally as good. Um, uh, you know, what was what was cited Virgil van Dijk's tackle, but it was just the pace of the kid, you know what I mean? And, and the determination. He's a, he's a good defender already. Another one with a huge ceiling. Um, and maybe we don't appreciate 
fully what we're having, Joe Gomez. You know, he, he really is that good. You talk about a complete performance, David. I say it's the first time in many, many years that I can honestly sit back and say I just thoroughly enjoyed a game. I thoroughly enjoyed that game of football tonight that I watched as well. It's two nights in a row. I haven't watched two games of football that I've thoroughly enjoyed in a long time. And I went into the Leicester game, you know, I suppose I had a niggle in the back of my mind, but at the end of the day, there was nothing other than three points. I knew that's what we needed to do, and I knew it was, this was a big marker. And even though it was played down by by Klopp and the players, you know, it's just another game and everything. It was an important game, a very important game. It was a significant game. Um, and and what did we do? We just we just churn out. And and you know, our performance against City was was very very good, and we we discussed that pre pod as well. But this was better. So when when we were faced with the big challenges, we we turn out a big performance. And a point that you made uh, pre-pod was that that we maybe give them a little bit too much respect, and and to that degree, I I, I can honestly I, I I couldn't disagree with you on it. No, and I don't mean too much respect that we kind of sat back. I mean that we raised our level probably higher than it needed to be. And see, by the end of the game, like see after that penalty, it's like we just smelled blood. We smelled blood, and we just thought we we're going to have to make a statement here. You know. There's, there's more goals here. We should be three or four, maybe even five up. And we're just going to go out and we're just going to fucking show everybody how absolutely, unbelievably amazing and we don't are. Don't forget, the majority of those were scored when, when, the, subs, when, when, when the subs had all been made. We, it, didn't, well, was, it, it didn't blunt us in any way, Dave. It, you could argue it made us better. I don't necessarily think that that is <laughs> the case. But you're right. You know, the, the, subs, the substitutions were made and then the corner's taken and we get the penalty and Milner's first touch. Clips at home. I think Milner breaks up the play for the sec or for for Trent's goal, and for Firmino, he he plays that lovely little little pass out to out to Trent. Um, the fizz it into Bobby for for that. Just it's just a, it's a, it's obscene. His finish is obscene. It's a player brimming with confidence and takes his takes his touch with David, David, I think it was two, two, two podcasts ago I was going the lad looks like he needs a rest well fuck he, he kind of stuck it to me on that didn't he <laughs> it just shows but it just shows you what a couple of goals can do for a player you know and he's getting in the right positions he's the confidence to be right right in the middle right in between the sticks you know eight yards out and his touch and he's all the time in the world he doesn't and that's a, I think that's the thing you see when you're watching a player just relax in the finish he knows how much time he has He's not snatch snatted. He's not trying to get a shot away as quickly as possible. He waits and he waits to the balls, just bounces up off the floor, and he just caresses it into the top corner. And it's just, it just, it just oozed class. Well, the whole performance of 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 all of them, even even Allison, who had fuck all to do, oozed class. <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe we should move forward a wee bit now and. Uh... Neil, how are you going to celebrate winning the league this year? <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Uh... You know, because, like, uh, you know, uh, all joking aside, like, it, it's, it's getting dark, like, for the rest of them here now. Uh, and I know it, it, there's, there's a long way in mathematically, blah, blah, blah. But this is, like, after tonight, it's, it's really, really, really difficult to, to, to see a Liverpool team losing two games, never mind six. That, that Impossible, one I mean, might you, say. You know, and I don't. And I don't think we're uh, the point I'm trying to make. Neil, I don't think we're now being arrogant and saying this. But it's not only that; it doesn't look like we're going to drop too many points. I think that's fair to say, with, without being arrogant. But not only that; it, it's very, it's a very long shot to say that either Leicester or um, City can go the rest of the season perfect. I can't see that happening. City are dropping points at, at a rate of one every three or four games. Leicester. If, have shown that while they seem to be the best of the rest, they they drop points to Norwich before going to City and and before being humbled by us last night. So I mean they're not perfect. They have a small squad. Um, you know they'll have to rotate a little bit, I guess, as well at points. Probably injuries will catch up, and while they'll probably still have a very good season, they're not they're not going to keep pace with us. They're not going to make up those points. Listen, barring anything catastrophic we're on we're, we're certainly on course to win our first premier league title and our first league title in, in 30 years and hey when it happens if it happens uh nobody will be happier than than me 
Um, we were talking pre-pod. It's an interesting one to see how we how we cope with with being so far clear at the top and and whether we can uh, maintain the standard that we've we've set so far. I don't see us dropping off. Uh, I doubt that club would allow us to drop off, and I doubt that the players would would allow themselves to drop off. The intensity is there, the hunger's there, the desires there, the qualities there, the will to be the best and be seen to be the best is is very evident. And what this team can achieve is is you know there's there's really no limit. Okay, we're out of the the Carabao Cup because of circumstances beyond our control, essentially. Um, but we've already won. But you fancy the FA Cup, Neil, now, don't you? Well, we've already won two trophies this season, you know, the Super Cup and the World Club Cup. And um, FA Cup starts in January. We start with a game against against Everton, of course. So we have to win that, basically. Uh, it's at Anfield, isn't it? It Pretty is. Sure. Um, it's at Anfield. So we, can't, we cannot afford to lose the game. Uh, we don't want it goes to a replay, so we definitely don't want to draw the game. So, so you put your best, you put you put your best team out and progress, and you've gone to that level. You may as well go to fucking win exactly. the lot. You may as well keep going, and and the Champions League. Well, that's a, a trophy we know how to progress in. We've been in the final the last two seasons in a row. We've got a tricky tie in in uh, in Atletico Madrid, but having said that, we should have too much for them, as as we briefly discussed before. Um, and you know you just have to keep going in the league, uh, so it could be it could be a five trophy season, um, and you know it would be no more than, than this this team deserves. And to, and to put six trophies on the board in, in in two seasons would be a fabulous fabulous achievement. But yeah, right now it, it's looking bleak for, for the competition. Um, it's it, it's a very it, it's a stretch to see how, how Liverpool don't go on and win the Premier League from here. No, absolutely. It, it, it's really difficult to see. Um, you know, uh, look, I, I, I'd said that Dave pre-pod, you know, there, there's only one question mark left over, over this Liverpool side, and it's not even really even a question mark, because I think that the character that's shown up to this point suggests that the, the, they'll, they'll clear that hurdle too, because they clear every hurdle, and that's just closing this league out. You know, when it gets to the sharp end where it's mathematically, you know, where it becomes mathematically not possible to be caught, Maybe there's a few bumps in the road, and and and, and that's normal in a title race. But you know, there, there's just something about this team that doesn't know when it's beat, it doesn't know how to lose, and it'll be just interesting. You know, they they, they may well prove me wrong, and I've I've got a feeling they will prove me wrong on it, and there won't be a a, a hiccup cl- close to uh, the winning line. But but remains to be seen. But I'll, I'll come across to you, Dave. Um, you know, we're talking there about the FA Cup and. You know, do you think it's a it's a worthwhile endeavour to go chasing that, or to to you know, given the lead that we have, or do we just put our eggs in the in, in the two big trophy basket for the Champions League and the the league? I've said it before. I'll say it again. I want everything. I want I want it all. This team's good enough to do it. It's a simple fact. They're good enough to do it. I think the position we are now. Points wise in the league, it, but, but, but I think the question, Dave, I want to ask is: Do you feel that we're deep enough as a squad now, mature enough as a squad? Maybe there's a better question. You know, to, to handle the, those now, the, the three fronts that we find ourselves on. Do you think that you know before they talked about last season, they talked about Pep and he had the resources and the depth and the squad and the blah. Now, I'm asking the question: Do you now feel that we're at that position where we can do that too? Of course, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Of course, we are. We've we've another player coming in in January. Don't forget, you know, with Minamino coming in, um, and we've players to come back from injury, and we've all of a sudden this fella called Nabi Kaida who is absolutely belter and is fit enough to play every week. So, you know, with Joe, with Joe Gomez back, who is, is as good as the other two have been, and particularly Manap. And you know, I don't want to damn with fame praise, but Joe Gomez is a fin- is phenomenal. So, well, Dave, this, we but we, we all in this pod believe that he should have. I know why why Joel Maddock kept his place, and, and it, I, he was warranted to do so. But we people well, saw Gomez as was. the as the future, and we maybe thought that you know he would get his position back at the start of the season. I understand absolutely no qualms about Maddock getting it, but now Gomez is back. He knows what it's like to lose that place, and it's, that's been an experience for him. And and he may learn from that. I don't see Joe Gomez wanting to let go of that spot for any time soon. 
No, absolutely not. And he, he know he knows how to lose a place. And maybe it's just through bad fortune, like he did. And maybe it's through bad fortune, like Manup did, and how and, and how Lovren has done. But what he also knows is that if he goes out and he performs the level that he can perform at, he'll keep it. And he could keep it for ten years if he keeps performing at that level and he stays injury free. And that's a big ask, of course. But the point being that. He knows if he keeps his level high in training and he keeps his level high on a Saturday or a Wednesday night or the league or the Champions League or whatever, that, that he's not going to be displaced because he is that good, you know? So th- this this team and this squad has everything everything it needs to go and and win everything it wants. And I think the position we are in the league now, it, it gives us that option. Um, it gives us that option to rotate a little bit more um, in a little bit more of a balanced fashion between the league and the cup rather than just doing what we did in the Carabao Cup if that's the way the manager wants to go. The other side of the coin is, you know, it, it obviously depends what the what the owners want. It obviously depends what, um, what Klopp feels he wants to do for those young players, your Harvey Elliott and your Curtis Jones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Nico Williams, blah, blah, blah. Um, to give them well, that's very much dictated by the draw, Dave. You know, like the draws are already dictated. To, you know, it's, it's passion, heart, and soul. It's a derby. We we'll have to, you know. Well, I don't, well Dave, I don't know. I don't know about that because we drew, we drew Arsenal in the first round of the Carabao Cup, and it was a fucking skeleton side. He put out. Nah, so, I know, is, but this is Everton. This is fucking. You don't, you don't. And this well, is a fifty-fifty ground share as well. Like you don't send those kids. It's out not fifty-fifty. It's ten percent they get as opposed to the usual five percent. Yeah, at the same no time, way. he rotated massively for Everton in the league as well. You oh, know he, that was a what. It's so, a bit of rotation, but I think I think you you heard with what he said with his reference to Carlo Ancelotti that that his estimation of Everton has changed since since they appointed a, a manager to be taken seriously. I, I know what you're saying, but I, but I think, first of all, I think the League Cup and the FA Cup are two different kettles of fish anyway, and manager generally treat them so. Wait, another thing, Neil, we're not from the city. I, I would like, I would like, I'd love to hear what Jay... Uh, would, would so I, well, you could tell from listening to other podcasts that, that people very much would don't want to see a heavily rotated side. Yeah, I can, I can, listen, I can understand what... I can understand what um, what people would want and what fans would want, particularly fans in the city. However, I'm just suggesting that if you remember before the Everton game, we didn't expect anywhere near the level of rotation that there was. And then it happened. And but, we but were they, like, we're not suggesting we, that's not right, but it's just you don't put the kids out. You don't put you don't yeah, put there uh, will be rotation, but I, get, it, I get it. It also depends it also depends what position what position Everton were in at the time, they may need to prioritise their, their following league game or whatever it might be. If Carlo Ancelotti can't afford to blow his first Merseyside derby. Absolutely so, not. And and it could be kick on their season if they were to win that. That's a huge fixture for Ancelotti. Circumstance and the circumstance of a new Everton manager, a new Liverpool signing, the third round of the cup, January, I think it's a night game, is it? It's, it's at five, uh, it's at, uh, it's at five o'clock. To five o'clock. Look, everybody's been in the pub all day, and you're going to. Sp- oh no, no, you need you need your full team out there. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I'm not, I'm not team team. one thing or another. I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm just trying to throw out there the various different, different scenarios that we might find ourselves in. And there is a Co- six, six day break after the game. That well, that that I didn't know, and that's a fair point. The other side of the coin is, you know, I mentioned before about, you know, is there a danger of this team? becoming complacent because for the first time in two years we're not playing a game every three days that actually means everything to go and get the three points. It's all the more reason to stay in the FA Cup. Well, that's it. But the other thing is, at some point, do you think that if they aren't already, this this team and this squad and and the manager, etc., are sitting down in meetings or amongst themselves and talking about Going unbeaten this season in the league. I, I don't know. I, do you know? I'm not I sure about know. that, Dave. I, I yeah. don't see that as being a, as being a goal the same way as a trophy would be. If that makes sense. I know what you mean. I think it's 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 a very very welcome byproduct. Do you know what I mean of of success? Yeah, it, it's like a bonus if you yeah. get it. 
But no, as as I'm, saying, I'm saying is that I'm, I, what I'm saying is is that is that something that that we might use to try and help keep the focus with. Could be. Could be. I just think. Do you know there's something about this team? I well, I just think they love winning. Just think they love winning. Everything. I was just, just going to say that. I was going to say those exact words. And they just want to win every week, and they hate losing, and they hate the feeling of losing, and they've got a taste for winning now. And you can see how, how they are in their demeanour. You look at the Andy Robertson we signed from Hull. Like, honestly, he's an arrogant wee shit. And I fucking love him. <laughs> I think, that, I think the, the, fact helps that, the fact helps that we, ha- we have come close and lost it. We have been the finals, three finals, and lost them. And I think that's, again, it's a, I think that that's something that, that City, for example, haven't necessarily had to deal with. And that's, the, that, you know, you know, none of us really like to make the comparison or we're, 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 we lo- we're, we're loathe to do it. But that's a, that's, that went along a little bit with, um, with what made that Man United team, that, that Man United dynasty quite so good, was they got close a few times and, and, and didn't make it. And, you know, Klopp has used that before in his career many times with Mainz and with Dortmund. He's always come close and then suffered heartbreak. But they've then gone the next year and, and done the same thing or, or, or made that next step. And it's been a progression. And in a way, you have to taste that. It's, it's, that is something that, that City have never had. I mean, of course, they had terrible times when they were the, the different City, when they were the old City. But then they kind the of real city, some may say. Some may, some may. Um, but then they kind of just leapfrogged the whole coming close shit. I mean, they dicked about for a couple of years with the money when they had Mark Hughes and whatever. But then they just kind of went to the top. And they and the yeah, okay, they couldn't defend their title once or twice, but then they went back to the top. And they've never had that hurt. They've never built that character, they've never built that that kind of mentality, that togetherness. Certainly not this. That resilience. City. Exactly. And certainly not this city team now with, with so many of the, the they, real... They always seem very individual to, to, to our team mentality. They all seem to be an individual. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or is it just my perception? You know, I think you can say there are some elements there that, that, that held it together. I mean, you look at the likes of company, the likes of David Silva and whatever, who've been, been there for a long time and you can who are recognisably Man City. Even Aguero, you know, you look at Aguero this season, he's injured for a lot of it. Okay, fair enough, he gets injured regularly. But that coupled with company not being there, David Silva being on the wane and also um, suffering with injuries uh, at the same time. Um, Laporte, who seemed to be a galvanizing influence, out for six months and so on and so on. A lot of, a lot of what, of the glue that had sort of held that successful Man City team together, it's just fading a little bit, weakening a little bit, and in some cases it's actually gone, it's left the club. And you can see that, that there is, that core isn't really there, and they are sort there, There's of, no club men, I think, Neil, is yeah, that what you're saying? That's really exactly what I'm saying, and they're falling apart at the seams a little bit. There isn't that core that, that holds the rest of it together. Whereas at Liverpool, we've built that core progressively and deliberately over the last, not just since Klopp's been there, but very much as a, as a focus of what Klopp's done, but he's also been able to incorporate aspects and players that, that were there long before he came, with the likes of Henderson, the likes of Milner, and 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 so on. Um, and with and we, the age of with the age of Trent in there as well, Neil, you're guaranteed that he stays with us. That's that's passed on to each new player. You know what I mean? That's a hell of a like to have that in a player so young. Two European Cup finals, won one of them. What he's potentially going to win by the end of this season? What a model yeah. to look to. And, and with the well, that's what created this. That's what created this Liverpool dynasty in the past. That continuity of squad and staff, and you know that's hopefully with this extended contract that Klopp has, where he's able to embed what he's already created there further, and you know bring in staff that will remain after he's gone and principles that remain after he's gone and players that will be able to pass those principles on. That's that's something that we're going to have to talk about soon. As coaches or as mentors or as ambassadors in the future, you know, the likes of, of the team of, of the 80s uh, and, and the team in the 70s and so on who have done that in, in so many, 
you know, so many aspects of the club. Would, would and this lot haven't even started really yet, Neil? Absolutely. I mean, did you see that? One thing that really epitomised it all yesterday was the smile, the smile on Bobby's face whenever he jumps on clock. He's celebrating the second goal. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, it's a slow motion. Now he runs towards Klopp and jumps. It's just on something clock. special going on there, Neil. It's, yeah. It just demonstrates he, that. Exactly. And the beam is huge. The amount of the, the happiness there, the joy, and the, and not just not just professional joy, but, but real joy there, like personal joy. The oh, toilet bowl didn't die in vain to give Bobby his teeth. They they, they got a great show. Got, got a good uh, a good airing there. Like everyone got a good a good shot of them. <laughs> but you know that's that's real. That's something real. That's that's and while Liverpool have, have built that core progressively at the same time, City's core has ebbed away and, and been chipped away at over the last few years. And and really this season, you're seeing that. Liverpool are getting stronger and stronger. Man City are fading away slightly, and um, yeah, it's a really good time to be a Liverpool fan. And and as you say, this is, could be dynasty building. You're you're starting to see the nucleus of the team being more than happy to stay. You know? Yeah, I think what you're seeing there, you're see, you're seeing roots being put down. Roots yeah. are being put down for the future, and you know, as we said earlier. It's it it does go beyond the manager, and we need to recognise that it, that as well. That it it goes it goes beyond the manager and the players. There is a the dream is that you don't have to, the dream is that you have five trends in your team. The dream is that you have five hundred hundred and fifty million pound players that you haven't had to work and pay money for, and that they have a you know a, a an emotional connection to the club. You know, Gerard and Carragher esque, and you go back farther and farther, and you know the, the numbers get greater due to the way football has, yeah, but, has but changed. That's, re- that's a really important element of the dynasty. <laughs> well, it, it it is, but again, you can't you can't. I think again that that's something that you can't just create. You can't just make that happen. What you can do is you can create the best environment possible to allow that to happen, um, and to give every player the best possible chance. Uh, from a local perspective, to to come through and 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 develop all of their potential to make sure that no one is slipping through the cracks, but that'll also come from excellent youth recruitment that we've we've already seen. You know the Harvey Elliotts and the you know Keanu Hoovers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you can if you can get a Trent and a Curtis Jones in there as well, and then all the better. No, absolutely, I hear you. And I, I just hope this is the start of a dynasty, Dave. I, I, you know, the, the signs are really, really good. But listen, on the serious matter, we just watched Wolves be very good against Man City to come back from two goals down, albeit a 10-man Man City. And they're next up for us. Neil, what's your thoughts on it? Like, I, I, my own opinion is we should have plenty in the, in the locker still to deal with them. But they do pose a real, real danger. Um, I'm sure we'll be well prepared for it. Um, but what's your thoughts on the game? Yeah, Wolves are, are an excellent side. Um, I had tipped him uh, as a as a bet for the top four this season. And bloody good manager. Excellent, very, very, very switched on. And if if there were a, any other manager, if you had to have any other manager in the Premier League other than Klopp, I would have him. To be honest, I think he's he's absolutely class. Seconded, yeah, seconded. He's he's man, what he's managed to do, uh, given the the rigors of having to play in the Europa League qualification, the number of games they've already played this season, being able to then have them fighting Thursday Sunday on two fronts uh, as as a team that everyone thought perhaps overachieved last season has been has been phenomenal and and they they're never beaten. Um, if they're only a goal behind, you can, you can pretty much rest assured they'll come back and draw the game if they're. If they're drawing the game, you can get pretty much rest assured they'll they'll go on and win the game later on. They're um, very resilient. They're but they're also they've also got quality. They, they they know exactly what they're doing. They love the big switch as well, the big diagonal. Um, often benefit from that the big switch and then a fullback coming inside and either putting a cross into the back post or getting a shot off. That's how they scored their winner tonight. Um, but big, big bonus for us. Well, not that we need so many bonuses. We're playing at home, of course. Our record at home is great. 
a record at home against Wolves. In this car- incarnation, is, is excellent with this manager and so on. They, they haven't really laid a glove on us at Anfield. And we play. We played the night before them, so I think they had. Um, they have to play two games in less than 48 hours and I think they're going to be forced to rotate I think Nuno already said that they would have to rotate and he didn't rotate tonight against City so I think we might benefit from the fact that they'll probably put it all in against City big emotional win last minute winner to come from two goals down even though they play 10 men it's going to have taken a big effort big emotional effort so you, you've got to fancy Liverpool. Um, Wolves are a very good side. I would, I fancy them to finish, well, to have a really good go at fourth, especially with Chelsea performing the way they are. If Chelsea can't get themselves sorted out, I think Wolves' consistency will see them see them get in there. Yeah, the way the game will go, I think we'll win. And if I had to put a score, I'd say 2-0. Yeah, that's getting... Yeah, you know, I said in the last time we were talking, you know, about these nils are getting very common you know two ones being the, the score that Liverpool have been going to but all of a sudden it seems to be nil uh, we look so good defensively Dave at the moment and, and, and that's an, another aspect going into this game that bodes little worry for me just how good we are defensively just on that just jump in quickly before you Dave just on what you were saying about Joe Gomez before the way he settled back in it, it's not a coincidence that the, the goals against Column is starting to say zero more and more often I think even though we knew the quality of Joe Gomez and we talked about it a lot at the beginning of last season when he was playing, I think, because he was out for so long and then didn't get his place back because of the merit system and so on, I think we forgot just quite how good that partnership was. They did not concede goals. I mean, wasn't it eight games or something before we conceded our first goal? I think our I think we conceded something like seven goals by Christmas last year up until the point that Gomez got injured. Yeah, it was obscene. It was ridiculous. It was like there was a there was a there was a point at the start of the season where we were sitting here talking and we were saying to ourselves, oh, like, are we never mind? Are we going to lose him? Are we actually ever going to concede a goal? It was eight matches or something before we conceded a goal in the league, and that was with the Gomez Van Dijk partnership. Um, and of course, Allison was new, and people were saying, oh. Might take a while for him to bet in. They always can see goals. I think the first goal we fucked up against Leicester and everybody's head fell off. (laughs) And I think that's the first goal we concede. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right because I think I remember talking about that saying, you know, oh, we've conceded a goal, but like really, that's that goal has got fuck all to do with defending. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think what's significant here and in the last lot of games that Gomez has been there, we have looked better defensively. It has to be said. Well, I think what it allows us to do, and I could be absolutely wrong here, but I think it allows us to play a slightly higher line than we do. And there's been a number of occasions where Lovren, Lovren has, I've seen Lovren be the be the deepest when the when the ball when he knows the ball's going to get played, he's dropped just a little bit early, and he's trying to compensate for his for his lack of not his lack of pace, but that he's not. A speed merchant. He's not the speed merchant that the other two are, and, and you know that 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 just comes with with just you know he's a, nearly a thirty year old defender, if not already, and it's something he's been doing his whole career. And it's difficult, especially when he hasn't played a lot of football. But Gomez allows us to be a little bit higher. His his pace, you know, it it his pace troubled Vardy. Let's put it that way, rather than it being the other way around, and. It's no coincidence the number of offsides we had. Uh, we had lo- so many offsides in the first half. And we had offsides that won't even statistically be in the column because they were offside, but they weren't called offside because of the VAR offside rule. So I think, particularly with Wolves, with the likes of Traore and his pace, that, that gives us a huge advantage. We've seen, I didn't see the game tonight, but I know certainly the game at the area, how they were able to trouble City you know, getting in behind that high line with, with Traore's pace. And, you know, looking at the way yeah, we defend... pulling the strings, Dave, as well. He's a, he's a really good player, that Ruben he, he is a good player. He's a good player. But we're the best team in the world, Dave. And that's it. That And listen, there's no amount of no amount of convincing is going to make me believe otherwise. And the way we marshaled the, the threat of the pace in behind of Vardy against Leicester gives me complete confidence that we'll be able to do the same against Wolves and we won't allow them to do that to us, especially at home. 
and especially in the form that we've showed, and especially because you know of all the things that the Chiefs said about about the rotation that may have to happen, and and the thing about this is is <laughs> they've looked at City at home and they thought this is a far more winnable game than Liverpool away, and they're right because that's the way it is now. And with the two games, they'll have looked at that and said. Listen, three games, three points from six will be good. Their four points would be a dream, but we're not going to get the three away away at, at Anfield. They've already beaten City this season. They, they, I think they drew with them or they beat them at home last season. They're a bit of a bogey team for. They, I think, I, I think, I think I might be wrong here, but I think City have taken a point off them over the last two seasons, over four matches. Yeah, it's something like that. I mean, they, they, they really have a big issue. Uh, with Wolves, Spirito Santo seems to have um, Guardiola's number. Um, and, you know, from 2-0 tonight, as we said pre-pod, I mean, from there on, uh, um, Wolves just, just took the game over. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. You're very much right. They've looked at the two games and said, if we're going to get three points in either, it's going to be it's going to be a home game against City. And I think their rotation will come. If we, if we were to believe what Spirit of Santos said, the rotation will come next game. And we know ourselves it has to. When we had the two games of 48 hours last season, we uh, or the season before, whatever, we had to do the same. And it was crazy. We lost that game, I think. We lost 2-0. And Manny, Manny handballs it, remember, and gives away a penalty. From a free kick. We lost what game? We only lost one game last season, and it was silly. It was two seasons ago. Two seasons ago. Oh, two seasons ago. Sorry, yes, right, okay. But yeah, two, two games in 48 hours is a killer and, and I think you'll see heavy rotation from Wolves. So be interesting to see because I don't know how deep their squad goes. Well, yeah, but I think, I think regardless, like I say, I think we're too good. We're just too good. It's, just, been a million, it's been a million years since we've lost at home, like a thousand days or something ridiculous. Yeah, like that. The thing about it is it will happen. Don't just, just enjoy it. You know, with every win that we have. Do you know what, good. Dave? Yes, it will, it will happen. You're but right, not it any time happen. soon. But no, it won't happen anytime soon. And you just you just need to go back and you just need to go back and look at the games this season, regardless of what we've been faced with, whether it's a goal down with two minutes to go against Villa away, whether it's absolutely like systematically dismantling Leicester and nullifying them in every regard possible. Like some would say after us, the best counter-attacking team in the country. And we're we're far too good for this side, and yeah, Chiefs, right? They 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 will have and they should have aspirations for making a run at the top four, but that's how far ahead of the curve we are at the minute. Well, how are a lot of points ahead of them, aren't we? So uh, it's about thirty points or something. Yeah, it's, uh, I heard a statistic today. You know, uh, that this 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 sums it up for me. We have more. We have the same number of points this season. Than, uh, that Arsenal and Manchester United do combined, and we have a game in hand. Well, listen, lads, I think I think we'll leave it there. Um, I, I think we're all in agreement that we should be too strong for Wolves, and that's absolutely no disrespect to them. Uh, they are a decent side, but you know we're at home. We're going to hopefully be you know bringing the World Club Championship trophy out. Uh, the gold uh, badge is is coming on for one one game. Honestly, English football, it's. Well, you know, I could go off on a rant here about you know the the, the world champions and that they've refused to let them have the badge on the on the jersey. Like what the seriously? There's a pod in there about that, but so leave for another. What? Uh, yeah, is it just me or is that does it just appear to be the most petty, ridiculous? It, it's just fucking football snobbery. Right. You can't you can't change your badge. You can't change your shirt. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you restrict that? Why would you make a point of just being a dick about that? Why would you care? Is the is the question? Why would you care? Surely so it much? raises the profile of your fucking league. No, no. Well, that's the, the world champ. Why would no. the governing body move to block it? But that's what it's I mean. Seen. Why would you care enough to yeah. stop it from happening? I just don't understand it. It's it's just stupidity. It, it's just. Smacks of small-mindedness, pettiness, arrogance, arrogance. Yeah, we we don't read that competition. Why do you not read it? You know why? 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 Yeah. Why? We not? We've all been a wee bit guilty of underrating it, but ne- nevertheless, we we find ourselves We're not in, governing in... bodies. We're just fans, and and at the same time, fans in England have been guilty of underrating it because of the way the governing bodies have treated it over the years, and because of the media's coverage. Fair comment. That's a that, that is a fair comment. 
But listen, as I say, we'll go we'll go on. There's another there's another podcast in there because I, I just find I'm it. not doing it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say I was going to do it. I just said there was. Well, one. I'm just saying. I, I, I would, well, I'm saying. I wouldn't I'm touch. Already saying I'm not. Wouldn't touch it. that while barge pull myself. No. 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 But it's just it's it, it could be it could, it could expanded that much. But I just find that it's it's just ridiculous. Like <laughs> seriously, just get over yourselves. So people enjoy this once once in a lifetime opportunity to see us wear a badge this season. Um, that says we're world champions and enjoy the tr- the trophy being paraded and create a big atmosphere if you're going and bring home with three points and we'll speak to you after the game so up our heads and kill them. <laughs> <laughs>